bear with me this morning. I'm recovering from the crud, so I sound a little nasally, or a lot nasally. And I'm praying the Lord will give me strength and that my voice will hold up. Um, but um, I called uh, Pastor Sean Friday because I wasn't feeling very well at all. And uh, he was just like, well, let's kind of play it by ear. I'll have somebody on the back burner. And uh, I went and got my medicine, my steroids. I was, I've been popping cough drops like they're M&Ms. And um, I just began to pray. And I know this is a word that we need to hear today. God had given me actually just a single word. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. It's just a single word um, a few months back. And he elaborated on that. And I want to share that with you today. And this morning during my prayer time, the Holy Spirit took over. So I know without a shadow of a doubt that he's got me and he's got you. So I want to talk to you today about three definitions that I find quite interesting. Simple and well-known, but so powerful in meaning. These three words are used daily, but when understood in certain contexts, can pack a punch. I'm talking about same similar and different same means identical not different similar means resembling without being identical and different means not the same as another or each other unlike in nature in form and even in quality you see we use these words to describe things events people and circumstances we use them in games when our children were little to help them with memory. And we use them in social media posts with hashtags to demonstrate our feelings towards something or someone. And without even realizing, we have used them to categorize our relationship with Christ and our individual walk with Him. For some reason, with the world constantly changing, we have, I believe, both unconsciously and consciously changed the word and our view of God to fit worldly views or to best fit our own agenda and priorities. We see him as something similar or that he moves differently than what he once did. But I'm here to tell you today that is a lie straight from the pit because the word of God tells me in Hebrews chapter 13 and 8 Jesus Christ is the same identical no different yesterday today and forever meaning from now on he does not change and that's what I want to focus on today same identical no different or more social media accurate Hashtag same. If you would please stand with me for the reading of God's word. I'm going to be in Romans chapter 8. And we're going to be reading verses 11 through 17. It says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, 
to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit, and we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. If you would, please stretch your hands towards heaven. Pray with me and for me this morning. Lord, we thank you and we praise you. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to gather in your presence, Heavenly Father, Lord. I pray right now that your spirit will just fill this room. Heavenly Father, let your anointing fall like never before. Lord, I need a touch from you, Heavenly Father, Lord. I pray that you would anoint these lips of clay. Have your way and do your will. I pray that you would save sanctify, fill with your Holy Spirit and everything that is done in this service let it bring glory to you and you alone we praise you and we thank you Lord Amen you see, we find in this passage Paul is writing to the church and he's writing about walking according to the Spirit and in verse 11 he tells us that if the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you now we're talking about that same spirit if that same spirit dwells in you then you will have life that same resurrection power lives in you if you walk according to the spirit but I want to talk about verses 12 and 13 again he says therefore brethren we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, and you will live. So what he's saying is that we owe the flesh nothing. If you are a blood-bought child of God, and you are walking in His Spirit, you owe your flesh nothing. It has no more control over you. We must not live in the sins of the flesh, or we shall die. But if we will put to death the practice of the flesh, the spirit, we shall live. But you hear me, and you hear me well this morning. His spirit cannot and will not, do you hear me? Cannot and will not tolerate sin, period. You cannot serve two masters. Matthew 6 and 24 says, No one can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. I'll tell you something my dad used to say. You can't be a straddle pole. You can't have the best of both worlds. That's not how it works. But Shauna, he understands when I mess up. He knows how hard I try. I get it. Yes, we all sin and come short of the glory of God. We will all mess up. But what I'm talking about is those that go out these doors week after week, 
continue to walk in sin and think they're still going to make it to heaven. That's not how it works. He understands, yes. And it's like my mom always says, that should shake you to your core. It's how much he does understand. It's not how you think. Isaiah 59 and 2 says that your iniquities have separated you from God and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear you. If we go out and willfully sin day after day and think coming in here on Sunday or Wednesday, having a little bout of prayer, going back out and sinning, that it's going to be okay. No, he will turn his face from you. He could not even look upon his own son on the cross because of the sins of the world. What makes you think it's okay for you to do all of it and he's still going to look upon you? Not how it works. Hebrews 10 and 26 says, For if we sin willfully after we have received knowledge of truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sin. 1 John 1 and 6 says, If we say that we have fellowship with him and we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. If we confess to be a child of God, and purposely continue to walk in sin, we are a liar, and there is no truth in us. Revelations 21 and 27 says this, But there shall be by no means enter anything that defiles or causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to put it plain and simple. If you walk in a lie, you will not enter into heaven. It's impossible. Now, I know this is a little harsh, but I have good news. How many of you all still have breath in your body? How many of you all still have a heartbeat in your chest? We still have time. It's not over yet. There is still time to repent. Titus chapter 2, 11 and 12. Now, I've got a lot of verses, so bear with me. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Romans 10, 9 through 13 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made into salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For is there no distinction between Jew and Greek? For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 2 Corinthians 7 and 1 says, therefore having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, protecting holiness in the fear of God. Today, now is the day of salvation. If you've not been walking in his spirit, if his spirit has not been dwelling in you, today's the day that that can change. 
When we live by the Spirit, we go from sinful life to a righteous life. We go from carnally minded to spiritually minded. We go from no spirit to spirit filled. And we go from death to life. Now, I want to talk to the ones that do walk in his spirit. I want to encourage you today. Let's take at, look at verse 15. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. You see, we have not received a spirit of slavery to relapse again into fear, into terror, into anxiety, into oppression, into depression. He did not give us that spirit, but he gave us a spirit of freedom and of sonship to break every bondage. Not only does the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead bring us life, but that same spirit that dwells in us was the same spirit that walked in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he's going to walk with us. That same spirit that shut the mouth of the line for Daniel. It's the same spirit that's going to shut the mouth of the line for you. That same spirit that split the sea for the Israel children to walk dry shod away from their enemy. It's the same spirit that will split your sea and allow you to walk through your circumstances. That same spirit that fell upon David when he killed Goliath is the same spirit that dwells within you for you to be able to slay your giants. And that same spirit that healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, brought deliverance, is the same spirit that will bring healing to you. Shauna, does that even happen anymore? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to testify for just a little bit. When I was 25, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. That same spirit healed me. My mother got down to about a size zero because Crohn's disease. I don't know if any of you all know her, but she ain't a zero anymore. But that same spirit healed her. My dad, who has now gone on to be with the Lord, he almost lost his foot due to MRSA. But that same spirit come upon him, and he never lost his foot, and that infection was gone. Three years ago, my baby girl, was told by three different doctors that she was completely deaf in her left ear. I'm here to tell you today that same spirit brought hearing upon her and she hears at 100%. He is still working today. So with the same spirit dwelling within us, my question is, what are we doing with him? If he dwells within us, what are we doing with him? We've been adopted. We have the same rights and privileges as one born into the family. We can cry out, Abba, Father. We have his spirit living and dwelling within us. Yet we allow the enemy to convince us that it's not the same. Maybe similar Maybe something different, but I'm here to tell you today 
But his spirit is the same. It's identical. No different. What he did back then, he can and will do today. We just need to realize who we are, whose we are, and who we have living within us. And use the authority given to us. Luke chapter 10 and 19 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall any means harm you. Mark 16, 17, and 18, and says, These signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Matthew 16 and 19 says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. I'm talking about that same spirit. His same spirit. Verses 16 and 17. Says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. That we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. His spirit knows. He bears witness with us. 1 Corinthians 2 and 10 and 11 says, But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him, even so no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And we are not only children, but we are heirs. We are joint heirs with Christ. What does that mean? We have privileges. We have privileges. My old childhood pastor says we live far beneath our privileges. And I am a firm believer in that. Far beneath our privileges. But here it says we are heirs and joint heirs. We have the same privileges. And to my favorite verse it says, And after all this is over, we shall be glorified together with Christ. In 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 58. It says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, the mortal has put on immorality, Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O hell, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Christ Jesus. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 
knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Don't give up. Keep holding on. Be steadfast. How can we do that? Because that same spirit dwells within us. It's through him we have victory. It's through him we keep going. Nicholas, you can come to the music. You see, if his spirit doesn't dwell in you, I would like to take this opportunity to invite you to meet him. If his spirit used to dwell within you and life has simply caused you to fade away, he's waiting with open arms for you to come back. You see, we I can talk about the good old days because I, I pretty much feel that I'm at that point. Um, I mean, I've got adult children. That qualifies me as old, right? I know the young kids would say, yes, Shauna, you're pretty old. So I'll fit in that group just fine. Am I close to retirement? No. No. But soon, closer than what I used to be. But we always want to talk about the good old times, the good old days. See, I was raised in Church of God. I've been Pentecost all my life. I don't know any different. My dad was a Church of God minister. I cut my teeth on Pentecostal pews. And there's a lot of things that I have seen in my life. A lot of things that God has brought me through. And a lot of things I know He's going to continue to bring me through. But I remember a time. And I've not seen anything like it since. Have I experienced the presence of God since then? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I was a teenager. In the Burning Springs Church of God. It's where my dad was a pastor for 15 years. And we were in a church service. And the presence of God. His spirit was so strong. That nobody could move. I never will forget it. Nobody. Nobody moved. The church house was full. Altar call had already come and went. Everybody had went back to their seats. And they were frozen. They couldn't move. And then over in the left-hand side, in the back of the church, there began to form a cloud. And I know you're like, you know, really, Shauna? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I experienced it. In the left-hand corner, there was a cloud. It started out small. And it kept getting bigger bigger. That was the glory of God. It was His presence that was tangible. It looked as if I could reach up and touch it. That day changed my life. And I have longed to see that ever since. Now, does that mean that He will come the same every time? No. But does that mean that His presence will once again come and be tangible in a form absolutely now this has been almost 30 years ago and I've still been faithful in church and I have yet to see anything like it but I long for the day that my daughter can see something like that or our high schoolers can experience something that can change their life our middle schoolers could see 
the tangible presence of God. So what has changed? God's not changed. His spirit hasn't changed. The scripture I read said he's the same yesterday, 30 years ago, today, right now, and forevermore, ongoing. But for some reason, we have gotten in such a hurry or we have allowed the enemy to convince us he don't do that anymore or it's different as long as you feel a goosebump or you go to church you're good I want more I want more and I hope you want more I want to constantly be able to walk in his spirit I want him to dwell. I want to be like it was when Paul could take strips of his garment and send it to people and they would be healed. I want that spirit to move like that again. He's not changed, but we have. If you've allowed the enemy to think that you have lost your authority, or his spirit doesn't work like that anymore. I'm here to tell you he's not changed. He's just waiting on you. He's waiting on me. So what's he waiting on? Second Timothy verse 1, chapter 1, verse 6 and 7 says this. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This is what he said. I remind you. He's reminding me. He's reminding you to stir up. It's not his job to stir you up. It ain't his job to ignite you. He says for you to stir up what he's already given you. He's giving your spirit. His spirit lives within you. Stir it up. Stir it up. Allow him to move the way he wants moved. Allow him to do what he wants to do. But it's our job to stir it up. Stand with me. I'm going to open up this altar. If there's anyone here that is not saved, that you're not living for Christ, his spirit does not dwell in you. This invitation is for you. He's here waiting. Today's a good day to start. For those of you at that, it just seems a struggle. I've been there. Still there. You feel like you've lost your authority. That his fire is fading. His spirit may not work the same. I encourage you, come. Stir up what he's already given you. Because I'm telling you, whatever you have need of, His Spirit, that same Spirit is here waiting on you. You just have to make that.